Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Welcome back to uh, part two with Sue Kalinske. You're listening to Kill Me Now. Karen Bergerin's still in the room because we never stopped taping. Remember, Karen? But um, this is part two of Sue Kalinsky, the fucking greatest person in the entire world. Um, what was your first writing job? My first writing job. And how did you get in? How did you say, I can't do this shit anymore? <laughs> um, my first writing gig was um, Brotherly Love. Like mm. a, like TV writing, game. right, right, right. Um, my friend Nicole, I don't know if you know Nicole. My yeah, you know Nicole of Real, my writing partner. Oh, she yeah, was my yeah. writing partner for years. How is she? She's great. say hi. She's great. Um, Nicole uh, Nicole was a was a waitress at Stand Up New York. Mm-hmm. She was an ex dancer. She was an actress, and she always had a gift for writing. And when I moved out to L A, she had already been living out here, and, and 
it was one of those kind of situations where I used to see her at Stand Up New York all the time when I worked there, and I loved her. Mm-hmm. But we never hung out outside the club. Right. So it was like you were my like waitress friend, basically. Right. So when she found out that I was living in L.A., she looked me up, and we got together. And I was at the point in my stand-up career where I just felt like I wasn't going to be Roseanne. No one was going to develop a show right. for me. So I got to like really start thinking about what I'm going to do with my career. I didn't want to be on the road anymore. I was on the road a lot. Um, I was in a relationship with Cam. We had a dog. <laughs> you know, right. I just wanted to be home. Right. So Nicole um, suggested that we you know, write a spec script. So we wrote... Ironically, we wrote an Ellen mm-hmm. from her original. From the original, the original. And then we wrote a Mad About You. Mm-hmm. And um, and we got an agent, hmm. like immediately, CAA. Wow. And we um, got a job on um, Brotherly Love. Mm-hmm. And Who starred in that? It was Joey Lawrence and his two brothers. Right. Schmock and Valley, Jonathan and, and Jimmy were the yeah. showrunners. Mm-hmm. Eddie Gordetsky worked on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, Mike Rowe came on. Oh, uh, I love Mike Rowe. The second half of the season. And it was uh, a blast. And uh, the show lasted a year. And uh, it actually had been on the year before in a different network. And then it moved over to, um, to, the, to the WB. And it got canceled. And we were like, all right, what are we going to do? So we started writing like, a, like we had an idea for an original show that was about two women in their 30s living in New York, um, living together. You know, way before, you know, it, was, it, it, it kind of... It was before Friends. Yeah, it was before Friends. And it was, you know, like I think of like, you know, two broke girls. Right, you know? right, right. It was a really, really smart take on two women who mm-hmm. just weren't there yet right. in their lives. Right, And we went to a taping. Dice Clay was doing some pilot. Mm-hmm. And we went to the taping of the pilot. And we were talking to some fellow women writer. And we told her that we were going to be pitching this to our agents. And they said, you know, um, someone's doing a show uh, called Sex in the City um, on oh HBO. Oh, my God. And we thought, well, it's not four girls. It's two girls. Right. And we were like, oh, damn. So we said, okay, well, we have to get a job on the show. Right. That's it. Mm. So uh, a, our mutual friend, Michael my, Patrick King. Who's done the podcast. Who yes. actually, I co-signed his first credit card. Wow. Yes. So Michael. Why aren't you writing on Two Broke Girls? No, no. I, he doesn't hire friends, really. I mean, he's. And, I know. And, and it's. And I, whatever, right, I don't even want to talk about it. Anyway, so. Ellen. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I said to we said to our agent, you know, can you get us a meeting with Michael and, and Darren? And, you know, I didn't know Darren Starr. And um, they said they're not hiring anybody. And they were like, and I was like, well, just get us a meeting. And they said, well, they're not hiring anybody. So I was like, just get us a meeting. I know Michael Patrick King. Right. So um, they, they, she just wouldn't get us a meeting. So I called up um, Caroline Strauss, mm-hmm. who was a big executive at Caroline HB- Strauss. Caroline Strauss, who was a big executive at HBO. And I said to Caroline, you've got to get us a meeting with Michael. And she says, they're really not hiring anybody. And I said, Caroline, it's me. Get me a fucking meeting. So she gets us a meeting. And, you know, we walk in and in our spec scripts, we wrote a Larry Sanders that was really, right. really funny. And um, we had a great meeting with with Michael and Darren. And on the way out, Michael asks, just throwing it out here, um, what do you think of anal sex? <laughs> and I said, only if quaaludes are involved. And he and Darren laughed so hard and we got the job. No wow. way. And That's we wrote on the show story. the first season. That's great. Judy Toll wrote on that. She show. wrote on it later, and I and Nicole and I split up. 
Mm-hmm. I came to New York and did a radio show here. Right. And two seasons sports. later, mm-hmm. it wasn't only sports with Steve Mason, but yeah, it, yeah. but it was it was kind of everything. Right. How is and Steve Mason? He's great. I'll tell him I said. Oh, I, he's gonna I love. love him. He's gonna love that I saw you. Oh, I love him. Go. And um, and Nicole <laughs> went back two seasons later and and, and at, by herself, and that's when she worked with Judy Tall. Mm. But it was great. I mean, that was great. That's a fucking great story. Okay, so you have then written. Can you tell us all the shows you've written on? Go. Um, I, you know, I didn't write on many. Right, but you've but written. Then, right. yeah. Then I got into reality TV. Right. So after after that whole thing happened with Sex and the City, Nicole and I broke up, and I was I was sad when we was broke that up. sad. Yeah, it was sad. She wanted to, she wanted to write by herself, and right. I was like, okay. And I Ellen. took it personally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I need to say I need I need I need a safe word. I know. Or a sound effect. All right. Sorry. So um. Yeah. Go ahead. So I, Steve Mason, who. I love. Now, what is he doing now? He has a great radio show uh, on ESPN LA. In, wow. In, in LA, obviously. Yeah. And he's he's great. And his partner I know forever. Okay. So I, as a comic, and because I, I was still doing stand-up at the time, I just wasn't doing it as much. Right. Um, I used to get invited, because I play golf, I used to get invited to these celebrity golf tournaments. So Kenny and I would go, and like, you know, Alan Havy, and and then like, you know, Samuel Jackson, yeah. and Sylvester That's Stallone, fun. all these like huge celebrities. Bill Gates would, would go, right. and it was in it was in Seattle. Richard Karn from Home Improvement. Yes. It, his mother had cancer, so he put this whole thing together, and it was so much fun. So I did it for like, I don't know, five years or whatever, and I, you know, a lot of times I'd bring a friend, so Nicole came with me, and a toll would go, yeah. and anyway, so... Um, they expanded it from a weekend to a week, and a, a, a side, and, and you only had to do one one night of comedy, and then you got everything for free. Right. A great hotel, you got per diem. Right. Um, they expanded it a week, and they added a, um, a softball game, and they invited Ladman, Kathy Ladman, and right. I, to go up to the booth and do play by play with Mark Harmon and Steve Mason, and I didn't know Steve. This is the first time I met right. him. So, <laughs> the next morning... Didn't you say, I want to play softball? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Well, you know, that, that was actually when Leifer and I used to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. This was like the gay detector when yeah. we would check into our room. Yeah. Because they would say, you know, do you want a double bed or a single bed or, you know, mm-hmm. and then they would say... Uh, will you be playing softball with us this week? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was Carol's detector. So, so Kathy and I had a great time, and you know we had so much fun with Steve. Well, I see him later at the hotel, and uh, he says, "Do you want to do my radio show in the morning?" And I looked at him and I said, "Who canceled?" Because the people right. that were there, so right. you know, Samuel Jackson, right. those people. Right. And I said, you don't want me. And he, and he said, no, 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 I really want you to do the show. And I said, you're so full of shit. And I'll do it. Because right. you had to get up at like 4.30 right. in the morning. And I'll do it. And right. I'll do it. So like, I go on the show. And, um, and, and at one point, he asks me if I have a trivia question. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sure. So I, you know, the, the question was something like, which... Which like relief pitcher on the Dodgers had like no which which closer on the Dodgers had the most saves, and people are you know calling yeah. in and you know whatever and like no one's guessing it and uh, Steve says um, okay so you want to tell him who it is and I said I have no idea <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> I said you just asked me if I had a question. 
<laughs> so that became like a running right. joke. And then he started to invite me on the show right. all the time. Right. And I started to come on on Fridays, and I did a segment, and I, he called me Crazy Sue. So right. I was Crazy Sue Kalinsky, and it was a trivia uh, question that I would always have. And, but, you know, I'd stay on, and he would ask me what's going on in my life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, no matter where I was... I would always have to be available at three o'clock on a Friday. Right. So sometimes I would be golfing. Right. And right. I'd be with a foursome of people right. I didn't know, and I'd say, "You guys tee off. I have uh, to call right. into the show." And then um, they would, you know, then it was time for me to hit. Right. And I was like, "All right, well, I'm golfing. All right, I'm going to put this guy Joe on the phone." So Joe would talk to him, and I heard the guy say, "She's really not good." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "I can't believe you're telling this, telling him a bad golfer." Anyway, so you know, I did it for for a couple of years, and it was really, really fun. And um, anyway, so so then what did I do? So um, and then I, I, I kind of I got into reality TV. Um, I came back from New York after I did the radio show. Actually, right. I came back from New York and Kenny and I split up and it was really horrible. And I know like, what am I going to do with my career? And um, Leifer actually turned me on to some guy who was doing a lot of reality stuff. Mm-hmm. It was um, cheating spouses caught on tape two. <laughs> and that you were just writing copy you know right and um and you knew about it because of kenny yeah really (laughs) i was it was such a perfect job to have at that moment and um anyway so i he so i he asked carol if she wanted to do it she didn't want to do it so i got the job and probably the greatest thing that i that i wrote because they gave you a lot of freedom with the copy so it was a situation. It was the most depressing show in the world because you're just watching right. these poor people right. like who don't know what's going on with their spouses. And, and did they really not know? Or well, it- well, they they're, they're suspicious, right. or they really don't know. Right. Like this one woman, she had a uh, massage, uh, like a massage parlor or whatever, and her husband was one of the masseuses there. And she had, you know, didn't think anything was going on with she and her husband. She just set up security cameras because she thought people were stealing from her. Right. Well, she looks at one of the tapes, and her husband is eating out a woman. <laughs> oh, my God. That gets a whistle just for having a whistle. Yeah. Okay. So, so. And that's on the show? Oh, yeah, that's on the show. Ah, do they well, show well, the they blur what channel? <laughs> Oh my Talk about God. a happy ending. Oh, baby. So <laughs> this is how she finds out. So, um, Do wait, you what's think the, that's funny? I think it's funny, but I'm like, I'm so upset now. So, so. Oh, uh, why are you upset that the husband was eating out the? <laughs> I'm upset about like, how does the show? Do they resolve it? Do they have revenge? Like, I, I'm sometimes. All about, well, sometimes they would, you I know, need, con- do like resolution. a confronting. Like sometimes, you know, they would do a confronting. Well, what happened situation. to them? Did they get divorced? Oh, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't stay. In, I didn't stay in touch with them. But, <laughs> but I would have been in touch. I'm so codependent. I would have been in touch. And with I wonder, I wonder if that was like on the on the menu, you know, Swedish tie, you right, know, right. head. <laughs> That's so funny. So one of the things that was was great. <laughs> there was this real estate uh, company. It's new, yeah, it's a new massage technique. Yeah. So there was a real estate company, and this company they actually thought that some of their workers were stealing from them. Right. So it was. Uh, Got this couple late at night, and you just see the camera panning all of these um, computers uh, on tables, and then it stops on a guy sitting in a like a folding chair, and then it pans down, and you see the woman's head. In- oh God! 
I'm giving him a blowjob. Giving him a blowjob. So I wrote, the man sitting in the chair works for this uh, real estate company. Right. The woman raking in the commission Mm -hmm. is not his wife. (laughs) (laughs) And she was taking jizz in her mouth. That is oh my so God. funny. So that's the kind of stuff so that we would write. Stuff, did you crack up? Oh, God, I laughed all day, every day. So I did that, and then from there, I stayed at the company. They did right. a lot of schlocky TV. Right. I did, like, um, Sexiest Bachelor in America. Right, right. Um, Who Wants to Date a Prince, uh-huh. which was the most depressing show in the world. And this was when reality TV was, was really just, yeah. just kind of starting. And the gig... Who, what was your definition of Prince. Okay, my definition of prince. <laughs> well, you saw Shrek, right? Yeah. Okay, remember the little prince? Yeah. Guy? Okay. This was a prince that was like, it's kind of like having like cousins like far removed. Right. He was a prince in, in like a country I never even heard. Right. I don't even right. know if it was a real country. <laughs> like there's been a revolution since. Yeah. And he was really little, right? So... It was so stupid because you had all the these, little prince, I believe. Yeah, yourself. exactly. And the way the the way they set the um, the stage up, he was like like up in like it looked like a really shitty like treehouse, <laughs> right? Kinda, right. I'm picturing and that's, and that's where he was sequestered. Right. And these women, they never saw what he looked like. You know, they never met him. They didn't All know they who he was. All they knew is that he that, was a prince. That he was a prince. Now, was it like now where they just want to get on TV, or did they well, really want to well, date a prince? Well, I yeah, they did, no, I don't think they really want to date a prince. I mean, maybe some of them did, but the fact of the matter is, is some of them got so emotional because they had to, like, give their spiel of... Like and they had to talk to the treehouse, right? And they had to give their well, their well, spiel. Did they see him? No, he was like sequestered in there, right. you know. So you'd see like a shadow, you right? Know? I want to look this thing up. Okay, go and on. they had to kind of plead their case of why they would be the perfect right, person to right. be with him. And like a couple of girls would like they would like cry like I love you. <laughs> it's like you never even met. I love you. It was such a oh, desperate. So it was such a desperate right. plea, f- just to be on television. And who 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 picked the women to be the? Oh, guests? I'm sure it was all. Oh, who picked the? Well, they had casting people. For right, that. right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Were so they all picking, beautiful? No, no. But and <laughs> also, you know, you're picking like the most damaged people right, in the right, world because right, right. they have the best story. Right. Like what? Like you know, you know, what you, normal person? normal person yeah. is going to want to be on this show? Oh God! It was just crazy. So I I did that. Um, <laughs> I just can't imagine. I'm like I really want to date a prince. Yeah. Like oh, I and mean, then pleading their case. I love. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I did that, and then I got the Ellen job. Mm-hmm. And then while I was doing Ellen and ready to leave, Ellen no likey Sukolinsky. <laughs> right when I was, um, I knew that I had to leave. You know. Right. And um, my option had been up once, and mm-hmm. they they honored it. And then when it came up again, um, I had already decided I wasn't going to stay. Jeff right. Stilson, our fellow comedian Jeff. friend, yes. writer. Jeff came in once a week uh, as a consultant. Right. And he just knew how miserable I was. So right, be- we were at a, it was the last taping that I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, I came outside uh, during a break and I was standing outside the stage door and Ellen came out to have a cigarette and 
she like oh, we were standing like as close as you and I are. Right. And she like didn't even like acknowledge like didn't even say hello or right. anything. It was like just so mean. And I came so close to telling her to telling her to like just to fuck off. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna give her the satisfaction right. that she is getting to me like right, this. Right. So um I met with Carol and, and Mitch and, you know, I told him I, you know, I I can't do I, this. I can't do this anymore, you know. I'd rather quit than get fired and I don't care. And and Henriette Mantel, right. Henriette and Jeff were working on the Osbournes. Right. And they said we need a, one more segment producer. And and Jeff said, you know, let's call up Kalinsky. Right. Cuz she hates where she is right. and she would be great on the show. And I um I started working on the Osbournes That's and that was awesome. like the greatest job ever. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So, <clears throat> what? tell us, you know, you're married now. Yes. Uh, happily. The greatest guy greatest in the world. Greatest guy. Well, you know my story with Tom, right? I know That him you since, knew him in high school. I know him or since so, junior high. Yeah. Yeah. And then you reconnected. Yeah. But... Wait, ha- can I just uh, like interrupt for one sec? Yeah. How did you reconnect? Is it a good, like a Tom good- and Tom and I were always um, we were always friends. Yes, we had maybe a, a little lapse here and there throughout our lives, but we're we're still friends with a lot of people we grew up with, and right. we you know we see each other all the time. So when I was with Kenny, um, you know Tom and I were friends. We go out to lunch, and 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 he's so cute and he, I mean I had a huge crush on him when we were kids but we, we never dated I dated all his loser friends actually one of the guys who died two guys who, who are dead now mm-hmm. were my boyfriends so um, I'm just saying people should stay away from you but yeah. go on they should uh, yeah I've like yeah <laughs> three guys maybe that's dead. why Ellen didn't like you she was scared she was she afraid was gonna that die. she was gonna die mm-hmm. anyway so um, a, a mutual friend of ours um always wanted me to date Tom because he knew that my relationship with Kenny was just fractured and and uh, he invited me to he got tickets to a concert and unbeknownst to me Tom was going to be there and we just kind of got reacquainted there in a, in a way like we were kind of looking at each other like oh well this could be something we went out to dinner like you know weeks later and um, I would if he would have asked me to marry him that night I would have said yes Wow. wow. I love that. So well, how did you find out Kenny had died and what? Oh, God, yeah. I was, uh, I was like, doing my, like, like entering, f- like, for my taxes. I was right. doing all my tax stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the phone rang. I guess it was, like, 7 o'clock at night. And I just didn't, you know, I just didn't pick it up. I didn't even look to see. Right, I just right. didn't want to talk to him because I was I really determined to finish this. And then it rang like 10 minutes later or five minutes later. And I was like, hmm, someone's really trying to get in touch with me. So I looked and I didn't notice one of the numbers I didn't recognize. And the other number was a woman who was like a, uh, she was like a music, well not a supervisor, she worked in the, did, did like legal music for the Osbournes. Right. So I knew her for years and I was like, well, it's kind of weird that she's calling me. And, uh, so I listened to her message first, and she said, Leah Krinsky, who was a comic comic, yeah. comic that we knew from New York, um, who I really wasn't very close with mm-hmm. at all, uh, is trying to get in touch with you. And I thought, and I don't know why, but I automatically thought something happened to Ken. Because I thought to myself, what connection do I have to Leah? To Leah? Why would she be calling me? And I didn't know anything right, about right. the two of them or anything. And then I listened to the next message, and it was from Leah, 
saying, um, what the fuck is going on? How come nobody answers their phone? Please call me. She was dating him. No. She was, you know, she had been dating him for a very short period of time. And um, and I didn't know. She mm-hmm. thought that he told me because I mm-hmm. guess he told her he told me because right. we, we remain really good friends, right, Kenny right, and right. I. And um, she had a date with him that night. They were going to see Lou DiMaggio do Jeff Garland's, you know, he does that improv and then yes. comedy. So, um, and Kenny uh, didn't pick her up. He was supposed can, to. Can I, I, this, what, what year is this? 2009. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, go on. So, uh, she thought it was, oh, here we go, typical Ken, getting, you know, cold feet. He's not picking me up. He's not calling me. And she was, like, really angry. So she called him back, never answered his phone. She's like, fuck this. So she drove to his house. And she pulled up, and all the lights were out. And, you know, it was, it was night. And I didn't realize this because he actually lived next door to Monica Piper, ironically. Wow. So, you know, a lot of times when I go to see Monica, if Ken's car was in the driveway, you know, I'd pop by hi. and say hello. But I guess he, he used to put his car in his driveway, mm-hmm. so I, I had no idea. And um, so she said, oh, I'll just kind of take a look. And she looked in the driveway, and his car was uh, – oh, I'm sorry, not in the driveway, in the garage. Mm-hmm. So his car was in the garage. And she was like, oh, this is suspicious. So she called 911, and they came, and they found him on the couch, dead. And so she, you know, called me, but you'll appreciate this. So a lot of people didn't know Leah and who right. she was, and she was dating Kenny. And right. So the next day, a group of us gathered like – what was that movie um, with uh, Kevin Klein? Oh, Big yeah. Chill. Uh, the Big, uh, chill. Big Chill. The Big Chill. So it was like the Big Chill mm-hmm. at this friend's house. And we're all sitting around the table, you know, telling stories about Ken or whatever. And I, Leah, I just looked at Leah and I said, you're Meg Tilly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and what would she say? She laughed. Everybody laughed, yeah. you know. And I said, like, so Kenny what, is definitely laughing at how this. How old was he when he... He was... 52. Oh, oh my God. God. And they said his heart just stopped. Wow. Yeah. He had no pain, nothing, no. No. I mean, that is God. so sad. It was really sad. It was so it's sad. I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't I have to know go to the that that's how this part. I don't. I, <laughs> Did you know Kenny? I didn't. And, uh, I did. and, I'm, and now I feel horrible because I feel like I might have said some like, snotty things. I didn't realize that no, that's how no. the story was going to no, go. I was like, where fine. is he now? No. You know? Oh, it's no, fine. no, no, no. But she's very happily snot, married snot away. to Tom. Yes, Tom's great. Um, I often talk about on the show um, what it was like to go on the road when we had no computers. There were no Starbucks. There, were, there was nothing. And these young kids... Not Karen, but, you know, they just don't know. They, I have PTSD. Do you have PTSD? Like, I have PTSD from some of the gigs, like the one where you went to Buffalo and Niagara Falls and stayed in that shitty. Like, I'd be away for so long, and there was no way to communicate with anyone. Yeah, it was, it, you know, but, but, you know, but you just didn't know any different. Right. So you just did it and, right. and lived it and... If I think about it now, it makes me nauseous and sick. And I just, you know, and I also think of, like, I mean, maybe the accommodations aren't, you know, great in some places. But I think of some of the accommodations. Like, did you ever work the comic strip in Florida? Uh, The um, condo? Was there a It was a house. It was a house, yeah. It was a house. Mm -hmm. 
like someone shit in the pool. Right. <laughs> you know? uh, I mean, oh, I remember that. Shit in yes. The pool. But I remember I worked there with Kenny once. Yeah. And um, we're lying in bed. And I said, is that your foot? And he said, no. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I oh jumped out God. of the bed. And they had those palmetto bugs. Oh, God. I would have fucking killed myself. We went to a hotel. I couldn't stay there. It right, was just right, disgusting. Right. Um, oh, my I, God. That's I, so I really, gross. I, I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with the road, you know, like later on. But right. I loved it. I had so much fun, especially, you know, when I wasn't in a relationship right. as well. You know, I had no ties to anybody. I mean, I didn't, you know. I only slept with one person on the road. Who? You'll, no, it wasn't a comic. I worked in, um, where was it? I think it was Oklahoma. Uh-huh. And I worked with Kevin, Kevin Nealon. Uh-huh. He was the headliner. And Carrie Otis? Or, oh, yes. Okay. Carrie was the middle act, and I was, you know, the MC. And um, there was a guy at this bar who was really handsome, and he was just hanging around. Right. And I shoot pool. I'm a pretty good pool player. Right. And uh, he's watching me, like, run the table, and, you know, he's right. like, oh, my God. And he came, he had seen the show. And um, so we start talking, and then we invited, you know, some of the staff, which, like, they weren't really supposed to come back to the house right. with you, you know? That was, like, the rule. So they snuck back into the house we were staying at, and he came back, and um, and he, like, wanted to stay. And I really wanted him to stay, right. too, but I, I said to him, look, no one could know that right. I'm sleeping with you because I can't have a reputation as being that, like, like loose on the road. Right. You know, I, you know, bag yeah. A guy, it doesn't matter. This can't be right. me. Right. So we had to wait for everybody to go to bed and uh, and then like I had to kick him out early in the morning. I said, you have to leave before anybody gets up. And he really like wanted to like, have a relationship with me and I was like, you know, no. I'm, I gotta and get I liked the eight him. ball in the side pocket. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Put your <laughs> stick away. away. Get it away. I'm gonna to put use... some chalk on exactly. the end <laughs> and you can go fuck yourself with it. Okay? <laughs> right. Not even the bridge. You cannot bridge to me. Now, you are a woman, uh, you know, you're like my age-ish, and uh, you're a Older. writer, and can you talk about the ageism in the in in the writing? I mean, it's... You know, I don't, I don't like, write on shows anymore, right. you know? I mean, what, what I've been doing of late, I mean, the last thing that I, I actually just finished on Friday is, a, like, a softly scripted, kind of like a Kerbish type mm -hmm. of show. And I don't, on what network? It's on the Pop Network. It's oh. it's not going to air until April, and uh, it was called Hollywood Darlings, but now it's probably going to be um, still got it. And, and I didn't get it. Be I didn't get a part on it because because you you weren't a '90s uh, star. Yes, I was. <laughs> actually, actually, um, if you if you were uh, if there was something for you, you would have been on the All show right, for you. sure. Okay. Um, so it's it's a group of uh, '90s ex '90s child stars, uh -huh. and um, now they're in their 30s, and it's they're playing versions of themselves, mm -hmm. like like Larry, you know, does, and um, so it's Jody Sweeten from Full House, oh yeah, and um, oh, uh, God, Beverly Mitchell from Seventh Heaven, yeah, and this woman uh, Christine Lakin from uh -huh. Step by Step, and it's really really fun, and they're you know like I said they're playing heightened versions of themselves. Right. They are all friends really. Right. It's not reality. It's not like we're following right. them around. They're right. all you know. What, what does Beverly Mitchell say about that perverted? Um, she doesn't talk about it. Oh. Nah, she doesn't talk about it. It's very upsetting actually. It is. Ellen. You know what I yeah. always what like. It? I have to say I Stephen love Stephen Collins. Like I was remember, the father. Oh right. I remember thinking like like 
as a grown-up watching that show and being like, oh my God, that family's so great. He's so, appe- I found him so appealing. He was so handsome. I, I, so handsome. What a fucking asshole. And I was like, yeah. And then it's like he ruined it, you know? Oh God, he ruined it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Duh. Um, will you ever move back to New York? No. I love coming here, you know? I, I kind of, like a, I'm like a little kid, you know? Like right. when I'm flying in, you know? I'm just like, I got like that right. nervous in my stomach. Right, and right. Is your husband in show's bu- show business? No. 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 That's the greatest thing. When I when we first started dating, he thought that I wasn't going to want, he, that I wasn't going to want to go out with him because, because he, he wasn't, wasn't in show business. And I looked at him and I said, it's your greatest asset. I yeah. love And then did you blow him? I waited a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a massage and then, all right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there are certain questions we ask every guest. Okay. Um, first of all, uh, I know the answer to this one. Are you on any antidepressants? No. Never? But I have been. You have? Oh, yeah. What were you on? Um, God, I would never think of you to be on antidepressants. Oh, yeah, I went through a major depression. Really? When? Some years ago. like Maybe like three years ago. Oh, I had a horrible one. I couldn't Like talk. horrible. Like horrible, yeah. like to the point where I I'm not somebody who would ever commit suicide. But you knew why people why, did it. Yes, that's how I was it because was like, I, I had totally kids, get it. and I was like, oh, I totally understand. Totally get it. But I'd see my kids' faces, and I would be like, no, I can't. See my dogs. Yeah. Um, so how long did that last? It was um, it was around a year. Yeah, mine was om- and almost. And it was two years. really scary. It was really really scary. I mean, I. You know, I'm I'm a pretty well balanced person, mm-hmm. you know, and I've always, you know, I've always felt like, you know, I'm in control. And I just, I got fired from a job. Well, there's always a trigger, yeah. And Ellen, it, <laughs> I quit that one. <laughs> um, but it, and it was really just horrible, and I just went into a tailspin, and uh, I just didn't know who I was I and what I am I doing known. with my life. I would have. Oh my god, I could have helped you so much because. That sort of, I went through the same thing. Was it yours around the same time? Judy? Mine was uh, 2010. I literally woke up like oh. January 2nd, 2010. I was in Washington, D.C. I just finished doing the uh, premiere of the Judy show, My Life is Sitcom. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I said to Elisa, my girlfriend, there's something wrong. And she's like, what? And I said, I, I, can't, I can't talk. I didn't talk for months I mean, I could, and I had diurnal depression. So at night, it what, would. What's that? So when the sun went down, I would it would relieve itself a little bit. I still couldn't sleep or anything, but I felt better. Hmm. But then I realized I've had that pattern my whole life of waking up, going, huh, and once night hits, I'm fine. Right. And I think it's, and that's yeah. I don't know. I so I think I have that. I wonder if comedians have that. Could be. Um, so. What did they put you on? Did it take a while to get the right med? Were you on meds before it? No. I'd never, ever been on antidepressive medicine, ever. Um, It it was was kind of interesting. I went to see a therapist who I had seen when the last time I broke up with Kenny, the final Mm -hmm. time. And she really helped me. Like, because I had been to other therapists. Mm -hmm. And I actually went to her when Kenny and I had broken up another time. Mm But this was it. I knew that this right. was it, and I really had to move on now. Right. And she helped me through the, like the most difficult period of my life. So I called. What her year up. was this? It was. When did you and Kenny break up? Two thousand. Was it two thousand? Yes, because okay. I. I think it was two thousand. Okay. Yeah. 
And um, and anyway, so um, so after yeah, so after you know, I I got fired. I just um. Are you telling us what job it was? You're on. Oh no, no, it's it's fine. It was it was a show that I didn't even it didn't even run a full season. Okay. I I don't even know. It it started out as. Nashville Confidential. It was some mm-hmm. shitty show Sounds on like TNT, a pe- shit. Okay. and then it ended up being like a housewife stupid Fuck fucking shit. show. Fuck that shit. Fuck them. Anyway. Fucking anyway. Asshole. So, yeah. so <laughs> I think you need to blow the whistle. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Fuck you, assholes. You don't fire Sue Kalinsky. Yeah, they were Jews. They were Jews there. <laughs> Fuck them. Um. All right, and I, I mean, the only time I'd ever gotten fired was the waitress job. So right. it was like, oh my god, I never got right. fired from anything in show business. Right. You know. So, um, anyway. I went to see her, and uh, she's like, "Oh, you know, I gotta you know, send you to a psychiatrist." And I'm like, "A psychiatrist?" Right. It's like I don't like I, I don't need to go right. to a psychiatrist, but I really but what needed were help. the symptoms? I just I was so anxious. Right. I just everything was so bleak. Right. Um. I just wasn't in control of myself. Right. I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. Right. Really. Me too. And I I thought maybe I really need to like be in a hospital. Yeah. Um. Elisa, because my girlfriend's a therapist, she cut me. I couldn't find comfort, right? Peace. I couldn't find right anything. Nothing. Did you think it was going to end? No, no. You never think it's going to end. Never thought it was going to end. You know what I had? I would look at like if I went out. First of all, if someone said to me, "You need to go uh, pick up bananas at the store across the street," I could not have done it. I would have. Yeah. I was terrified, but. The one thing I remember, if I ever went out, like I would go out to go to therapy, I would look at people on the street going, are you like this? Or do you know? Like I kept. It's funny because you know what I used to say to myself? I used to see people on the street and think, I don't know anything about your life. Right. But I want to be you. Exactly. Can I, how does it feel? I used to think like, how does it feel to not be like this? How does it feel to not be like this? Like, what what do you, you know, and I just, every single person I I no. walked by, I'd be like, do, do you, you know, like, it was Like, are you hard. feeling what I'm feeling right, and right, just right. writing it? And and how do you function? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And how is it? It was, yeah, okay, so. So I'm trying to think of the of the stuff I was on. I mean, I don't even, like, Klonopin? Klonopin, yeah. I was on that. Not Klonopin. <laughs> what is it? Klonopin. That was very oh, un-Jewish oh, of her to say it wrong. Klon- I know, Klonopin. Klonopin, whatever. Yeah. I was on that. That's um, anti-anxiety. Anti-anxiety. Yeah. Anti-anxiety. And then, um, I was on lithium. Like, they had me on everything. But I was on, like, three different medications. Yes, yes. And I really didn't like the psychiatrist. I felt like she was... I have the best psychiatrist. She wasn't great. Yeah. Um, I just felt like she had no bedside manner. Right. And I got very excited. A lot of them don't have bedside manner. I got very excited the first time I went to her because in the waiting room, she had these beautiful black and white um, photographs of, of Yankees from like the 50s. And oh, cool. And I'm such a huge sports fan. I'm not a Yankee fan, but I appreciate you know, right. sports. And I was like, oh, man, I mean, this was meant to be. We right. have a connection here. She's a sport. And I said, oh, man, those pictures are great. And she's like, yeah, yeah, someone just gave them to me. And I'm like, oh. I hate you. You it's fucking made my depression Took the worse, wind out of cunt. my sails. Anyway, so. Wow. So, so I, do and you then, feel, do you have the, I still have the fear it's going to happen again. I do. And, I, you know, I started to have a little bit of a fear of it coming back. Um, what was it like? Trump? Two years yeah. ago. <laughs> um, after I, you know, did a job. It was great. 
and then uh, the show didn't get picked up and I thought it was going to and and right after the show got picked up I actually went to France for a couple of weeks and it was mm. great and I was like okay I'll come home and you know maybe in like a month or so that's when I'll start looking for another mm. job and I worked on like an NBC I mean it was a big show right and um and I, I didn't get any work and right. then I didn't get any work and then I didn't get any work and I'm like I'm like going through what I went through, you know, the, you know I, I a year or so all, ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And it never got as as bleak, you know? I really kind of had, yeah. had a hold I went on to it. cognitive behavioral therapy, which really helped and gave me the tools. But, you know, I just had a major rejection happen to me last week. And I'm like fearful. But it's like, you know, it's so interesting because this business is so personal. It's like, <sighs> It's not that you're getting fired because, you know, we're downsizing. It's like, I don't like you. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're funny. I don't think I don't you're doing th a good job. Yeah, I don't think you're talented. I don't think you, you know, and it's like, fuck you. You fucking piece of shit. You have no idea, you know, how hard I work. And it's it's like, you know, the validation, you know, the fact that we need validation from an outside source. Sure. Constantly. Yes. Yeah is it's so fucked up okay um the other question we have is what pisses you off the most like what just fucking pisses you off like makes you fucking crazy like the one thing when i'm driving in my car which i'm in a lot in los angeles right and someone wants to get in yeah and i let them in yeah and i don't get the courtesy way fuck them now, what do you do at that point? I scream. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, seriously? Do you do no the beep? No, no, do no, no do I don't. I don't beep. But I'm like, no courtesy wave. Do they? Stilson has do a big they thing know? With that. Who does? Stilson. I big, fucking big. hate that too. It's just so rude. You it's know? like you know you did them a fucking right. favor, and they how fucking did you know? I grew, grew up in New Jersey. New Jersey drivers, you could have a fucking like guy raping you, another one with a gun to your head. <laughs> You know, and another one stabbing your back, and you'd be like, "Can I just get in there? I have to go to the uh, hospital or the." And they'd right. be like, nope, "No, sorry." No. Oh well, <laughs> one time this is this is like this is right. the holy grail of cuntiness. Okay, right. I was trying to get on the freeway, and and I'm merging. I'm I'm on the on, on the on ramp, and there was no more room. I mean, right. I'm going to go over the side if someone mm -hmm. doesn't let me in, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of traffic. Right. And this young woman, I was like, I'm actually mouthed, can I get in? Right. And she looked at me and said, no. Oh my Fuck God. You, you fucking cunt. And I looked at her, I was but, like incredulous. I was like, no, you actually just said no? Right, Like you're right. not, like I, I have nowhere to go. Right. And I almost got out of the car because there was so much traffic, right. no one was going anywhere. Right. I almost got out of the car and pounded on her window. Right. And, and, and cursed her out. What kept you from not doing it? Just like something, I just, like you, you saw know, the just, end. You just don't know with right. people, you know. Do you right. Know? I always right. think take I'm gonna get gun, killed. Take out a gun and I shoot do. You. I've done things where I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna get. Yeah, you know, but that really does well, piss me off. My husband is kind of like Sue. Do you have road rage? Because I have really bad road rage. Some, sometimes, but you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not as bad. You know, and it's funny because my husband would be like, calm down, but he gets crazy sometimes. When you know what do I fucking things. hate? The, you're in the fast lane. And someone's going like 60 miles an hour. And everyone is passing you. Yeah. Everyone is passing you. Everyone is getting out, going out of their way to fucking get past you. And I think I'm going to get to them. I'm going to get, I'm going to flash. Yeah. I'll just do a couple flat. They'll move over for me. Right. And they don't. And you're like, what the fuck? 
Have you noticed every fucking person is fucking passing you? It's, I, I have a really difficult time with people who've been living on this planet long enough to know. Just to know. Right. Like you were saying, you don't drive 40 miles an hour. In the fucking in the, fast lane. In yeah. the fast lane. You just, you don't. You just don't. You motherfucker. I just think there's this whole population that's completely oblivious and doesn't think, has no ability to see outside themselves. But I, uh, but I even think way before we had outside, you know, distractions with phones mm. and people. No, doing shit. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're just, just, just in, in their general. head. Yeah, they're, they're just, just so yeah. in their own head, and it doesn't occur to them. It's it's like a narcissism thing. It's like they're not Everyone thinking. You know, like 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 any you know? woman who to this day would flush a tampon holder. Down, down the, the toilet. toilet. It's like, really? Do we need this sign in the right. bathroom anymore? Right. Don't you know not to do what this? What about the people who don't flush the toilet at all? all oh at my all. god! I, there's or more, they pee on the fucking seat. I don't you see it. it. You fucking asshole! It's like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Do you and do this at home? And walk out. I know. Well, they walk out right. and they're walking in. You're like, well, I'm, the you, only thing. want to open the drawer and go? You just fucking peed all over the seat. Right. Like they're all right. All right. Well, the people who pee on the seat but do flush the toilet. The only thing I can think of is that they don't turn around and they do. Something with their leg, right? Like they fl- they flush right. from behind, because like how do you like or this, the flush, turn around, or see the it, flush, flush comes flushes. up, flush, or flush. yeah, but, no, but but where where they've totally stood up, yes. they didn't use the seat covers, I hate that. and they peed on the seat. There's no way, in the, I don't understand. And if they up. are, but but who actually turns around, flushes, sees all the pee on the seat, and thinks that's fine, that's okay. I, I don't I need just, to do yeah. anything. Like I, it's, I don't get it. But I think that these people are so... Why do women stand and pee? Like, what the fuck? Well, I have to tell you what I did recently. What? I haven't... I did not do stand-up for 10 years. Yeah. And I did it. When? December 27th. Where? Wendy Liebman hosts a oh, show. Oh, yeah, that thing. That's right. Fitello's. I saw that. How was it? It was great. Do you want to do it again? I do. I was so nervous. I almost canceled every night. Right. I knew about it four months right. in advance and almost canceled I want to do that show. She said I could do it's it. It's the best. I, well, maybe we'll do it together. All right. When it's are you going back to La? Thursday. Oh, I love you. I love you. Um, all right. Anyway, <laughs> so I I could talk to you. I mean, literally, I could go on for another two hours. I know. I, could I love too. you. I love you, too. Um, I love you. I, I will you. always, like, I fucking love you. I fucking love I you. I fucking love you. I miss you a lot. I know. I miss you, too. And I feel like we could play tennis and stuff. <laughs> okay. When I come back, I'm not kidding. Okay. All right. Um. Thank you to Karen Burgreen. Thank, Thank you, Karen. You. And great to see you. Great we, to see you. We discovered that we knew each other from years ago. Wow. The Toyota Comedy Festival. Is that at, what it was? Was that yeah. at, the, um, at the massage parlor where you were? I think it was. <laughs> Eating her out? Uh, Patrick, thank you for not saying a fucking word this entire time. I don't want to interrupt. No, I'm kidding. Um, but Sue Kalinsky, where can people find you? At Sue Kalinsky. Actually, I have a I have a uh, a podcast, a oh, sports right. podcast. That's right. It's the Sue and Sal show, and right. that is on uh, UBN Radio or iHeartRadio. Right. And I have a blog, a sports blog, Sue's Got Game dot com. God, you're the real deal. Yeah, she really is. Sue, I I I fucking love you. I fucking love you. And as we always say at the end of Kill Me Now, so long. <laughs> Uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.